Welcome to People's Church Podcast. Uh, we have a guest speaker with us today, a friend of mine, and a local man who's pastored a church in this region, but is also now moved in these years, led by God, into really pastoring pastors and being that kind of coach and that kind of encourager uh, for pastors in all the whole region, but even beyond the region. That's right, yeah. Our, over the last couple of years, God's expanded things. And uh, for instance, in January, I'm going to be start doing teaching with pastors in India, just all right from here. So God is expanding it beyond the peace region and going international. So uh, you also write, and you've written some really neat, um, I would say like a devotional, but reflective, inner reflective books. Yeah, the latest one is called Wonderful Companion. I just have a copy. You can stop by the booth and pick it up. But just to introduce that, um, a couple of years ago, we were meeting with a lady, and uh, she was about 50 years old. And she, through our course of our conversation, we realized that she was an incredible artist. Like, she showed us some of her drawings. It was just amazing what she would do. But you know what? She had never developed that, that, even though that was her dream, because of the rejection she experienced at the hand of her mother. And uh, so those kinds of stories prompted me to write a book called Wonderful Companion, Nine Ways Jesus Cares for Those Who've Suffered Rejection. And uh, just to, to help people get on the path back to their God call, God's calling. You have a couple books out there. You have this Yeah, one. there's a burnout prevention and recovery book, which helps you understand why we often go through burnout and how we can come back from that. And then there's a 31-day devotional, which just will inspire your heart and be great to do that through the Christmas season. Right. Well, it's a great privilege, Lyndon, to have you here. This is Lyndon Wall, and he really makes an impact in the leadership circles of this region uh, besides the work that you do around the world. And it's a privilege to have you here today. Thank you for coming. Let's welcome Lyndon Wall. Thank you very much, Nelson. And I do want to honor Nelson. Do you know, I believe he is the longest serving pastor at one church in our region. And I think he should be honored for that. We enjoyed the banquet. Uh, we were here Thursday night, and I really loved that number on the Grinch. How many of you like that one? Yeah, that was great. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about the interruptions of Christmas. I'm going to look at five of them, but start with this story that uh, I read about that uh, a pastor had. So he was planning his uh, Christmas message, and he was going to really want to make jazz it up and have impact. And so he decided to get some kids involved, and he was going to do a sermon on the star. And so he had four children come with the letters of the star and stand with their back to the audience, and at the right time, they would just turn around and reveal the word, and he was going to give a point on each of the letters. And so... Um, they came up, and just at the right time, they turned around, but the pastor didn't get the effect that he was really looking for. In fact, the audience just started laughing and laughing, and could hardly stay in their chairs. And he turned to look, only to realize that the children had uh, lined up backwards. And instead of star, they had spelled out the word rats. <laughs> Things don't always work out the way we planned them. And maybe some of you are going through a time when you 
haven't had things work out the way you planned it. And really, instead of a star, you have gotten rats. Let me ask you, have you experienced an interruption in your life lately? Maybe it's an interruption in your health, maybe it's in your business, maybe it's in your work, whatever it is, maybe family relationships. There's been this major interruption and you wonder what in the world is going on with that. Well, I want to unpack this morning some of the interruptions of the Christmas story and you can gain an insight and maybe some perspective on some of the interruptions that you go through in your life. Now, the first interruption I want to talk about this morning is that God interrupts our resignations. What do I mean by that? There are hopes and dreams that we all have. And they become very powerful in our life and we think about them, we pray about them. But sometimes they don't work out. And sometimes we, they don't even, it's not that they just don't work out, but there is a despair that sets in, and sometimes there's a shame that sets in. And sometimes we think, my life is here, but I really should be here. Why am I here? And we're embarrassed about it, we're shamed about it. Well, there was a couple just like that in the Christmas story. Their name was Zechariah and Elizabeth, and it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 5, in the time of Herod the king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly, but they had no children. Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. They had this dream. Now it's too late. Do you know in their, that time, to be barren was a real shame. It was a sign of the Lord's disfavor. Every couple dreamed of having children, having a family, and it was, it was just God's way. And, and if you weren't in God's way, you were a shameful person. This couple, though they had lived a life as best they could in an honorable way, something was wrong. And they had this despair, they had this shame in them. We see a little bit more about that. Uh, Zechariah was, was a priest and he went to do his obligations. And it says in verse 11, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and give you the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Zechariah asked the angel, how can, this, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along. He's resigned himself to this shame. It's too late. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until this day happens. Until the day this happens. Because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the proper time. Zechariah and Elizabeth were going to be parents to John the Baptist. Who was going to be the forerunner to prepare the way for Jesus to come and begin his public ministry. 
But Zechariah is so entrenched in this despair, he's, his resignation has gone so deep that he argues with an angel. How many of you would argue with an angel if it dropped right out of heaven and gave you a message and you start to argue? Yeah, some of us think, there's no way I'd do that. I'd just listen and say, thank you very much. But no, that resignation has gone so deep that even with an angel of God there, he starts to argue. And then the other thing that happened is the angel says, your prayer has been answered. If you look at the tense of that, it's prayer you no longer pray. Are there dreams, hopes, godly ambitions that you've had that you no longer pray about? It's too late. There's a despair in your soul that you've just, just resigned yourself to living with the rest of your life. The first Christmas story tells us that God interrupts our resignations. And as I said, their child would play a major part in preparing the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. So God interrupts our resignations. God also interrupts our good plans. We know that Mary and Joseph were lovely people, the parents of Christ. And they had a plan to get married. But God interrupted. A virgin, she was a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great. Well, Joseph found out about this. And he was going to divorce her quietly. But the angel came to him and it says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public grace, a disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Mary was planning a wedding to a godly man. Beautiful thing. It's a good plan. Joseph had found himself this wonderful lady to be his wife. And so all the protocols were in place. Plans were unfolding as they should. But God interrupted. God interrupted. They were... The wedding <laughs> really had to be interrupted. There was an unexpected baby. There was an unexpected trip to respond to the census. There were unexpected questions. And by the way, they lived with an unexpected shame and derision in their community, I believe, for their life. There was a lot of things that were unexpected because God interrupted good plans. But they were to bring the Savior into the world. A pastor friend of mine is a fitness guy. He routinely runs a 10K, no sweat, does that on his lunch, lunch hour often. And uh, 
One day, though, he all of a sudden started to have crazy heart stuff going on. His heart went out of rhythm. It was pounding back and forth. And he didn't want to go to the doctor, but his family said, you need to go to the doctor and get this checked out. And so he went, and they decided, hey, we got to test you out. Something's going on. We don't know what's going on. And so they put him in the hospital for a few days. Well, he phoned me up and said, could you speak for me? Because he had all these good plans for Christmas, but he wouldn't be able to be there. Well, something started to happen while he was in the hospital. The medical staff could not find a thing wrong with him. But the Holy Spirit started to work. And the Holy Spirit started to speaking to him about closing down the ministry he was doing and going to a town where there was no clear witness for Christ. And it all started with that interruption. You know, he came out of the hospital. He's never had any more problems with that heart. It's a few years ago now. He can still run his 10Ks. No problem at all. It was a divine interruption. God interrupted his good plans. And now he's presenting Christ in an area that so desperately needs it. God interrupts our resignations. He interrupts our good plans. He interrupts our work. In Luke chapter 2, we see the story of the shepherds. I won't uh, read the, the scripture on that this morning, but I just want to make this point. The shepherds were faithfully doing their work. They were out, they were protecting their flocks at night. They were watching for predators. They were doing their job on the night shift. But God interrupted. The angel came and said, the baby is born, go look at him. An angel choir came and sang, glory to God in the highest. It was this amazing, amazing experience. But the point I want to make is God interrupted their work so that they could encounter the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, have you had your work interrupted? Some of you have had your work interrupted. About six weeks ago, I had my work interrupted. I, was, I had some appointments in Grand Prairie, and then I was going to drive to my office, which is in Sexsmith. And I just went through that traffic circle on the bypass and uh, heading north, and wouldn't you know, rock in the windshield. How many of you like getting rocks in the windshield? It's not my favorite thing. And you know, this rock was not over on the passenger side where it didn't bother me. It was dead center, right where I looked out of my truck. And I knew that uh, cold weather was coming. The forecast was in a couple days, the temperatures are just going to drop. So I had to get that chip dealt with like right then. And so I changed course. I went over to Speedy Auto Glass and they fixed it up really quick. But you know what? Our ministry has been looking for a person to work with us. We were looking for an additional staff. And while I was at Speedy Autoglass, this person walks in that I've ministered with before that would actually, it looks like, be a great fit. Now, we're still working through the process. It's not fully confirmed. But it's like God said, I'm going to interrupt your work with a rock in the windshield. And I'm going to send you over to Speedy Autoglass. So you can encounter somebody that, at least we're thinking right now, will help us move forward in the purposes of God. How many of you had your work interrupted? Maybe it's not a, just a little rock in the windshield. Maybe it's like major disruption. Maybe your business has been challenged. Maybe your employment has been challenged. 
God interrupts our work. God also interrupts our delusions. In Matthew 2, 1 to 3, we see God interrupting King Herod's delusion. A delusion is a false belief or opinion, resistant to reason or actual fact. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of the King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star in the east, and we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was, what was he? He was disturbed. (laughs) And all Jerusalem with him. When Herod got disturbed, there was a lot of trouble. But my point is this. Herod was a man who was under the delusion that he was like the king. He was the king, but he wasn't the king. He protected his throne. He was vicious. By the way, he had his favorite wife. He had a number of wives, but he had his favorite wife done in. He had great remorse of that, and they said he had a lot of mental illness at the end of his life, a lot of guilt that he was dealing with. So he protected his throne. He maybe suspected her of something. And there was a story of someone who he thought might be a threat to his throne. So he arranged a, he arranged a swing, swimming party down at the Jordan River. And he arranged for someone to hold this one guy under the water just a little bit too long. That's the kind of guy Herod was. He was going to be the king of his world. But God interrupted He sent Jesus. And just rumors of this baby king sends him into a tizzy and reminds him that he didn't have quite the grasp on his life that he maybe thought he did. Sometimes we think we are kings of our world when we forget that there's another king. A king named Jesus. And sometimes events, interruptions, can shake us from those delusions and help us to realize that we need to acknowledge Jesus as king. There's an ultimate ruler over our lives, and we are not in complete control. So God interrupts our delusions to let us know the true king is Jesus. He interrupts our resignations, our good plans, our work, our delusions, but I want to end with this one. God interrupts evil plans. And I want to say this as a comfort to some of you this morning. You know, when King Herod heard about Jesus' birth, he was disturbed, and he had to come up with a plan to eliminate Jesus. And so he started to work with the wise men. He said, you guys go and find Jesus, and then, and then Come back and tell me, and then I'll come and worship too. Of course, it was an evil plan. He was going to go down there and kill that child. But you know the scripture says about the wise men. It says, on coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. God interrupted an evil plan. It goes on from there. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up and took the child and his mother during the night 
and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. God interrupted the evil plan. He was preserving the life of the Savior. You know, we live in times when there are evil plans. Uh, recently, I was talking with a person who, at this point, is not following the Lord, is a business person, and they start to say, ask about what's going on in the world. When they see what's going on, they are just very upset and troubled. And they said these, these crazy plans going on, and it's worldwide. People are seeing this. But God interrupts evil plans. You know, years ago, our family was serving in Nigeria. We were doing mission work there. And the city that we lived in experienced a lot of crime. And one of the things that happened while we were there was that there was this group of bandits that every other Tuesday night they would hit one of our missionary uh, homes or compounds, however. And so this became a pattern, and every other Tuesday night, we were all kind of on pins and needles, and we were praying, and we were afraid. There was fear, because their attacks were not kind at all. Some very vicious things were done. So another Tuesday night was coming up, and we heard rumor that they were going to strike in a certain area where one of our mission compounds was. And uh, so we were praying. People were on alert, but that night came and went without any attack on our people. We heard the next day that houses around the area had been attacked, but our co-workers had not been. And then the story came out that was really crazy. The story came out that at the gate of our co-workers' compound, was a soldier, someone standing in an army uniform holding an AK-47, standing outside the gate. Now the interesting thing is, nobody hired a soldier. The police didn't send anybody. But on that night, there was a guard posted. We believe it was an angel sent from the Lord. You see, God interrupted an evil plan. And the world may have a lot of evil plans unfolding right now, but I want you to know that the Bible is clear that God has already scheduled a divine interruption of those evil plans. You can read it, start reading about it in Daniel chapter 2. It's a great place to start, and we can live with the confidence that God is at work. The lesson I want to leave with you this morning, friends, is this. The interruptions of God work out the purposes of God. Have you had interruptions lately? This works on individual level. This works on corporate levels. This works on national levels. The interruptions of God work out the purposes of God. One of the stories of my life where this was brought out perhaps more clearly than any other was this. It was a cold January night in our town where we were serving. And I was just wrapping up a prayer meeting at one of our, our church people's homes, church members' homes, and I was looking forward 
to going home, putting up my feet, cold winter night, go get in where it's warm and enjoy time with my family. And as I was putting on my heavy winter coat, I suddenly got this powerful sense, which turned out to be from the Holy Spirit, that I needed to go next door to the house and talk to them about Christ. It was powerful, like it was so powerful. But it was also crazy. As a Canadian, you don't cold call on a home on a cold winter night late in the evening. How many of you like to do that? You just don't do that. You just don't do that. It was so crazy, and despite that heavy conviction and guiding of the Holy Spirit, I got in my car and drove away. It was just too crazy. Well, I had to do some things around town, and as I drove back to our house, we, I had to go by this house that I had been <laughs> convicted to go to. And as soon as I came close, that conviction just came on me. Again, you got to go to that house. And not six weeks from now, now. Okay. <laughs> so I did pull over. My heart was racing. I can still remember getting out of my car, walking up the sidewalk, not a clue what I was going to say. I went, I rang the doorbell, and the lady of the house answered. And I said, I've got a crazy question for you. Would you like to be shown from the Bible how you could know that you would go to heaven? That was my opening gambit. She looked at me, and she said, why, yes, I would. My husband and I were talking about that last night. We met the next morning. She accepted the Lord as her Savior, and the next Sunday she brought her friend who also received Christ as Lord and Savior. But you see, I wanted to go home and put my feet up, not do something crazy like this. I had my plans, but God interrupted. You see, the interruptions of God work out the purposes of God. All the interruptions of the Christmas story point us to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Lord and, who is the Lord and Savior. We see something very interesting in Scripture. Shortly before Jesus is crucified, he's praying in the garden and he prays, Lord, Glorify me with the glory I had before the world was formed. It's like there was this great interruption of heaven where Jesus was sent down to earth, came as a baby, grew up as a man, died on the cross for your and my sin, and will extend forgiveness to everyone who asks. God was interrupting the glory of heaven, and Jesus was longing for it, but he was interrupted for you and me. And all the interruptions of Christmas point to that. So I want to apply this in a couple ways with you this morning. And the first one is this. When God interrupts my life, I will look for a higher purpose. Some of you have had interruptions 
and you're struggling with them, and you wonder why, and maybe you're discouraged, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're just anxious and frustrated. Remember the interruptions of God. Work out the purposes of God. And when you think about that interruption, say, Lord, I'm going to leave this in your care. You're up to something, and I'm going to look for your hidden hand. The second application that I have for you this morning is this. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Some of you may be in attendance today, and your life has been interrupted it's been interrupted on some level. Might be in relationships with your family. Might be financially. However it has worked out, there's been an interruption. As you saw, all the interruptions I've talked about this morning took place as part of God's plan to bring Jesus to the world. And he came to the world for you. So you can be forgiven. So you can have that assurance that I talked to that lady that night that you will go to heaven when your life ends. And so maybe the application this morning of this beautiful truth is that you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to close this morning with a prayer. And if you want to receive Christ as your Savior and Lord, Please uh, just pray this after me. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you interrupted your glory of heaven to come to earth, to pay for my sin and give me a relationship with you. I ask you to be my Savior and Lord. Please come into my life and guide me from this day forward. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I believe you will come to say that the interruptions of God have worked out a beautiful purpose of God in my life. May God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you find this program helpful or would like to learn more, please give us a call, 780-539-0572, or email mail at peopleschurchgp.com.